0: Welcome to Episode 3 of the On a Family Basis Podcast. My name is Jake. I'm Dallas. What's
1: up everybody? I'm Ben. And Dan will hopefully be joining us shortly.
0: We will see about when that is. So this is Four Cousins on One Baseball Podcast. We will take a trip around the bases. We'll talk about some major topics in baseball this past week. And we'll have some laughs at maybe my expense this week, as it may usually it's not at my expense, but we'll have some laughs. So, um, but you know, on the first episode we ever did, Ben and Dell's actually joked about Babe Ruth, uh, his workout routine. But did you guys know anything about his diet?
1: Outside no. of the traditional joking hot dogs and beer every day <laughs> that you hear, I don't know. That's I hilarious. mean, I would assume. Okay, so when did he play? The 19-teens, essentially, right? 19-teens, yeah, 1920s. Like,
0: yeah. Up, uh, throughout <laughs> the first, like second decade of the whatever century that was. 1910s, okay. 20s, 30s.
1: <laughs> so realistically well i mean he, he he was babe ruth right so he could get anything he wanted in a country that right. didn't have a ton right Any, but right d- did they even have refrigerators back then like what could he have been eating what could he have been having that made him look so large and if you ever looked at the size of babe ruth he's not that big he's only like six two or something like that but he looks so yeah. towering so massive
0: yeah, well, I'm not sure about the reported question, but uh, so one for one thing, I did hear and see a lot of uh, reported news about the hot dogs and beer thing. It may actually be more close to more close to accurate than not. Oh,
1: wow. Mm-hmm.
0: But one tweet I saw this week, which was kind of con- confirmed if I did my re- research right. Was that the tweet was Babe Ruth drank a quart of bourbon and ginger ale with uh, with breakfast consisting of a of a steak, a dozen eggs, and potatoes every. single what was the last thing? Morning, potatoes every oh, single I, I thought morning.
1: You said I, Cheetos, and I was like, wait, 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 wait. Just so he's just crunching that. a bag of flaming hot Cheetos yeah. with his steak and bourbon.
2: no sorry refrigerator became commonly used in the 1930s i Mm. cannot believe he lived 53 years on that diet i mean back back then like i feel like that was a long time to live like now it's like man he died young but back then they're like man that's old and he was 53
1: and living that lifestyle
2: though dude that's he was living college freshman year (laughs) every day yeah (laughs) yeah
0: disgusting yeah so anyway uh i can, i can send you guys some links about that it's kind of maybe laugh a little bit this week
1: i don't know so, could you eat that in a day if i gave I you a full 24 hours to eat 12 I, eggs a steak and a what was it a quart of bourbon and ginger ale Jay?
2: yeah a quart of bourbon i i don't know what
1: i don't even know how much that is yeah I don't it know, seems a that, lot let's just call it a fifth of bourbon ginger ale Steak and 12
2: eggs. A fifth I feel like that's far too much. Like I feel like a quart is like a pint.
0: All right. right? Either way. All right, Jake, go ahead. I don't know. I'm curious
2: now. I want to know.
0: (laughs) All right. I'll send you guys all those links. Again, it it just made me laugh. That's the only reason I brought it up. So let's uh, let's move on to what we always talk about at the beginning. Uh, what's What's some stuff you guys watched this past week in sports?
2: Wait. We need to address this. It's a liter. What? It's a whole liter of bourbon. Yeah, that's disgusting. Wow. I don't know if I could do that every day.
1: No. I'd be done after that. I'm, I'm...
0: That was at breakfast. Anyways, so... <laughs> and,
1: never mind, anyway. so... Never mind the other 12 hours in his day. It's more than a fifth, dude. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Alright, so, what did you guys watch this past week Uh in sports but also just maybe in general? What did you guys watch this past week? Well,
1: cool. I've been crushing football. Obviously, it's playoffs. Today, uh, this weekend was wild card weekend, so there was like six games on or five games on, including the one right now. Um, Hesu and I started the Eternals last night. Um, it was okay. You know, it it didn't really hook me. I'm a huge Marvel fan, so I love all those movies, but it was one of the ones that I genuinely just didn't care if I saw in theaters. Mm. But it was, it, it, it's just all right. So I, we haven't mm. finished it, but it's just, uh, it's just okay. Yeah. So yeah, outside of sports and that, I haven't really watched much. What about you though?
2: It's a bummer, man. <laughs> I actually liked The Eternal. Uh, mm. It's not my favorite, but it's a good standalone. Maybe I'll um, finish.
1: Or when we finish it, maybe I'll like it. I mean, we only watched like 20, 30 minutes. That's not
2: gonna... bad. Um, I watched three minutes of the Cowboys game. Didn't realize they were going to make it close and interesting started off and started watching uh i don't know the john cena one, superhero peacemaker. one. peacemaker that's right I, I thought it was gonna be a movie or and then it ended i was like that's a weird ending and then it started the next episode and i was like ah it's not yeah, it's a show. it
0: it's peace peacemaker and let's just say for our audience that is a mature show so <laughs> no kids should be watching that one. highly recommended kids no no. And while no. you guys
1: are at it, taxicab confessions, check that
0: one out. No, no. <laughs> everyone stop right now. We are not going down this road. All right. I know it. So uh, I actually did not watch much sports past week. Well, for one thing, obviously, there's no baseball. There was a college football uh college basketball is always on TV, it feels like, but um never care to watch. And the NFL last couple of the, yeah, as you said, Dell, I watched like two or three minutes of a game, but I was like, I don't feel like taking a nap right now, so I just changed channel. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's that. Um Everything else, uh, we've been watching our two favorite shows are New Amsterdam on NBC, and uh, This Is Us, and uh, those two shows, um, we always watch when like as they premiere, so that's kind of mm. what stands out. That's um, all, I didn't know but, This
2: Is Us is still coming out, man. That's all.
0: Yeah, see, final season. So, damn. You know, anyway. Um, But let's move on to a couple pieces of news, and you know I'll kind of quickly go over them. Um, There's four pieces of news this week that we'll bring up. The first thing is that we talked about this last episode, was that the MLB and the MLBPA were going to have a meeting last Thursday. They did have that meeting. They talked about some minor economic issues, and... They proposed the league proposed a draft lottery. There's something we can talk about in depth later, but the point is they wanna disincentivize teams from tanking. So that's one one way, one proposal they put out there. There's no major news outside of that. Um, kind of the kind of what we expected, nothing really happened. And that's a downer because pitchers and catchers are supposed to report to spring training in less than one month. Mm -hmm. So it does not look good that that will start on time, let alone the season. So that happened last Thursday. And uh, something that happened after that meeting was they had international prospects signing over the weekend, mainly from Latin America. And these are players that are usually under the age of 25. So some of them are as young as 16 years old, which I find kind of surprising. That's well. But, uh, yeah, it's... I mean, I mean, for one thing, a 16-year-old got signed to the Twins. He just happens to be the younger brother of MLB star Ronald Acuna. His name is... Brian Acuna, he played shortstop, and signed him. So that's kind of big news. Uh, the White Sox signed of those international prospects. They signed the fifth uh, r- ranked prospect, uh, Oscar Colas. He is a 23-year-old from from Cuba, and the Cubs signed two of the top 50 prospects, and one of those players. You guys watched the Little League World Series uh a couple years ago one of their prospects cut the Cubs just signed was the star player for Panama. So apparently he's doing pretty well. So yeah but a lot a lot a lot of young talent got signed. So a lot of young talent got money for the first time maybe in their lives. So that's always a good yeah thing. I
1: would say most of them probably
0: Yeah, it's uh, kind of the situation. So next thing is, uh, I think for Cubs fans, you guys have already heard of this, but John Lester announced his retirement. And one of the first things people are doing is that after John Lester retired, they're quickly debating if he's in the Hall of Fame. I don't want to do that right now on this podcast. Let's uh, save that for another time but i will say this john lester did retire after 18 or what is it 16 18 years in the in the pros mm-hmm. he made 30 starts 12 times in his career which again is a big thing he had a 2.51 postseason era he won 3 world series titles he has 200 wins and he has a obviously a career ERA under four, which, which for this day and age is actually really good. So, as Cubs fans, what do you guys think of John Lester retiring?
1: I mean, we don't win a World Series without him, right? You need that, uh, that veteran starter because you, I mean, I think the Cubs got lucky with Arietta being good for that because he was bad on the Orioles, right? Cubs make the trade, get him in stroke, revitalize both of their careers. They end up being super successful, but you you needed that, like that ace, that, that one guy you could count on that has postseason experience. That is a great pitcher, whether he's a Hall of Famer and, you know, uh, and, and Lester was that guy. And so, um, yeah, I mean, he like like we talked about last week. I think it was when we were talking about Strowman, or maybe it was the first week. It was just consistency, right? Is where you want you want a guy that's going to eat innings for you, a guy that you know is going to give you starts, a guy that's going to stay healthy, and and um, yeah, I mean, he pitched from twenty two, the age of twenty two, the age of thirty seven. So, I mean, I can tell you what I was doing at twenty two, and it sure was not pitching in the major leagues. And the fact yeah. that I'm closer to thirty seven is sad.
0: Yeah, well, also, also, you have to figure in he also uh, beat cancer at the beginning yes. of his career. So he's a cancer survivor, three-time World Series champion, and for Cubs fans, we all love him. So and
1: another thing that he did was he made one hundred ninety-eight million dollars in his career. So
0: that's I mean, that's I'm all some about change.
1: I'm all about the players making as much money as they can. So if you can make one hundred ninety-eight million.
0: You know, go for it. Yeah, I mean, that's true. And it, the last piece of news, which we'll just kind of comment on real quick, is that the Baltimore Orioles are changing their outfield. Their left field is going to be moved back 26 and a half feet and it is going to look a little bit like, if you guys know, the Pittsburgh Pirates, PNC Park. Their left field will have that little divot, that little sharp corner. The Orioles are going to be doing that this upcoming season. So they didn't even plan on it until recently. But, you know, people are making fun of it online. So you guys guys see that piece of news?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think the Orioles had a great stadium before. Probably one of my favorites. I think that home run derby that they did in Baltimore where Griffey's bouncing it off the warehouse and you get that whole that whole thing just made Baltimore Stadium look really cool, like you wanted to go to it. So I think any changes that you can make are a good thing. And like we joked about – or I, I joked about in our group chat, I was like they're probably tired of losing all the time and giving up home runs to Glaber Torres. So if you push the, the, the wall back 30 feet, literally going to save you a couple home runs, you know? For the Orioles, that might make the difference in winning a couple games. So yeah. uh it makes sense. So good for them. But I mean I'm just excited any team that makes renovations to their stadium as long as it turns out well, you know. Yeah. yeah. I, like, know. I like I, mean, uh, I liked all the changes that they did to Wrigley, but that's just right.
2: I think it's it's going to vary by who you ask if it's a good change or not, because you'll see like even with what we're gonna be talking about. And a little bit about, like, the permanent DH on both leagues. Uh, it's it's like you you want to, like, people are like, they're trying to gear baseball towards higher runs per game, and then the Orioles are like, no, actually we're going to move the wall back. And, like, it's just like, y'all need to make up your minds. Like, get on the same page. You either keep the walls where they are and then add some DHs and, I don't know, make, like, they're trying to make like, it more appealing to the fans. Like, after the, the Astros cheating, like, I think the, this, I mean, pandemic maybe aside or included, it's impossible to really tell, but everybody's sitting at home, and we just experienced the lowest-rated uh, World Series, I think, of almost all time. Yeah. So it's like, mm, I, I like, I like, television. Low, I like low-scoring low games, but um, I don't know if this is exactly if it's going to aid in what the league is trying to do. So good, good for them. I think it'll be a nice move, but uh, I just don't, I don't see it appealing to the, to the masses. I don't
1: know. Yeah. You, don't it's a, you don't think it moves in the needle?
0: Mm-mm. Nah.
3: Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. We
0: got you, Dan. Well, yeah. come on. Uh,
3: I was going to say Baltimore's going to have to find some arms to keep the Paul in the park. No matter how far you move the wall back, you still have to have guys that are going to not give it up.
2: <laughs> when you got the animal stepping up to the plate, I mean, it's
3: going. All right? <laughs> it's, I'm going Jake. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. But, no, well, I think it'll be good. I uh, <laughs> I kind of like Baltimore. I'm going Dallas. They, <laughs> they, they got a lot of guys. They got a lot to look forward to. So you don't remember? those those old baseball cards from the 90s
1: uh i thought you meant the, the jake uh, isn't like the indians old state or the guardians old stadium
3: yeah So I was like, like what? We'll talk I, about I that was super good yeah no yeah. it was it was an old uh it was an old uh bowman i think it was bowman or tops had uh a set of cards that was like a collector special release edition it was called going jake and it was mm-hmm. like all uh Oh, it was like the top home run hitters from back, like in I want to say it was like 97, 96, 98, somewhere in there. It was like it was Bowman came out with the card set. So
1: it wasn't uh, just a series of cards was, on Jake Westbrook. Uh,
3: it was not. It was not. Should have been. It
0: should have been. I disagree. All right, so let's uh, let's move to our first topic, and this topic is actually Dallas proposed it, but I'll I'll intro it. So the first topic was, again, intro by Dell. He he proposed talking about the 27-year-old Japanese outfielder Seiya Suzuki. Seiya Suzuki is a 27-year-old Japanese baseball player who is going to be looking for a new home in the MLB this upcoming year. Problem is with the lockout, he's not able to sign right now. And he's getting a bunch of attention, and reportedly he's uh, being—he's had meetings on Zoom, granted, with ten to ten to twelve different teams. So there's quite a bit of interest in him defensively, and his offense is, by most accounts, pretty good for a 27-year-old, and. Uh, he'll be making a move, hopefully, as soon as this lockout lockout ends. Now, first question is, why the hype for him? Why is there such a big fuss about him? I would assume
2: he seems to be... It's such a... I feel like it's still such a leap to make the comparison, but in his eight seasons, I think he's got eight seasons over in um, this Japanese league that he's playing in, he's faring stats that were similar to Ichiro's stats when he was playing overseas. Um, and I assume that's where the hype is coming from, because uh, Ichiro is like, I mean, he's Ichiro. It's the one It's the one named baseball player. So, I mean, it's like, see on the field. Come on, guys. So, um, I, and that, and he's, he started off, I think, his, he started off in high school, like, as a pitcher, and then he moved to the infield, like, for his first season or two, um, and now he's, like, in the outfield, and he's been selected as, like, the, so I think the awards, like, called the best of nine or something like that, where it's, like, they pick the best of each, like, each player mm-hmm. from each uh, position, and he's been on that, uh, selected committee or like the selected roster for like was it five or six years of his eight. So I mean it's pretty it's pretty stellar. Um and if he keeps System. if he keeps at the pace and um you know, I think only, only time will tell and I mean obviously, but it, it could be the next Ichiro, you know.
1: So I get the Ichiro comp and I think that's common, right? Mm-hmm. We always we always do that, and it and it's it happens in uh, in other sports too. Is you kind of group people based on nationality? Not saying that's what you were doing, but he is coming from Japan, so it's, you know, right. it makes sense. But think about all the players that came over from Japan that were terrible. Cubs have one. Yeah. Anybody? Anybody? Kosuke Fukudome. Ex-Whites are great. Mm-hmm. No less. Fukudome. Um, good? Most of the time, they end up being bad. And I'm not saying they're bad baseball players, I'm just saying they, for whatever reason it didn't translate. They weren't prepared. You know, I think this guy, Suzuki's really setting up or not, his name's not Suzuki. What was his name?
2: Last name. Yeah. So, yeah. Hey, yeah. Yeah.
1: That's what I thought. Yeah. So he's really um gonna be at a at a disadvantage, especially if he doesn't get in the training camp, especially if there's no spring training, especially if he signs this offseason and because he's gonna have to go to the minor leagues. You can't just call up or bring a guy over, right? I mean, and expect him to just make the opening day roster with no spring training. Speak of Ichiro had a spring training. All these other guys had spring training. This guy's coming in straight off the off the plane, and they're asking him, "Hey, you know?" And who even knows when the season's gonna start? Who says the season starts on time? Let's say the season starts in May because they they skipped the whole month of April because they can't come to an agreement. Well, then this guy's even further behind. And I think the other part of it is you just had all the success of um, Shohei. Shohei. You had all the success of Shohei, and you are trying to capitalize on this amazing two way player type of deal with this guy's, you know, this phenomenal athlete and all this other stuff. And I think, I think, my, I think A team is going to overspend and, um, I think, you know, time has shown us that there's been two truly great Japanese players that have made it three, if you want to count like Nomo, fine. But.
0: Hit that, get That's
1: okay. So there you go. I mean, so there's probably more than I think, but there's probably a lot more guys who didn't make it than did make it. And I just, I just, I hope for the best for him. Like I said, I think he's, I think he has every tool to be great from what I saw, but I just don't know if he's going to be able to piece it together. I think. If this is just such an unfortunate timing for him in his career, that it's that yeah. he's coming over now. Like if he would have came over last year or, or waits until you know another year from now, maybe.
2: Yeah, I, don't I mean, know. it's not ideal timing, but well, I don't know. And this is why. Just, I'm, I'm can going he, off. What's up, man?
3: No, why can't he play? He's can play in Japan and then come over. Like, like when their season starts, if he doesn't, if we don't have an MLB season. What's who's to say he can't? Be in baseball shape and form by playing in Japan. Yeah, you know I don't. I don't know how the contracts work. I don't know how he's able to sign if he can. I don't think he's able to just so,
1: hang out at both places.
0: So, so he has a posting of thirty days, which is on pause because of the lockout. But whenever he has, I think I'm not sure the exact number of days left, but he has only thirty days to sign. If he does not sign within 30 days, he goes back to the MPB. So he can play once a step full start. the year. Well, started Probably
1: once, the, once they get the agreement done.
0: It started before the mm. uh, lockout started. So it's on pause because there's a lockout. But it will start again very soon. So, so whatever he, he has
3: remaining have, of that 30 right. days will pick up from where he left off when right. the lockout's over.
2: I just think, so, I, like, I just did a quick, just a quick scan of other Japanese players that, like, prominent ones that have come through the league. And, like, the only, actually, the only player that's comparable to Suzuki is Ichiro. Uh, his All of his performance in the Japanese leagues, like, they outperform uh, Fukudome. Um, they outperform uh, Matsui. Um, just everybody I've looked up. Um, he's, he's on track. That's all I'm saying. Like, and you know, Japan's got a, it's a notable, uh, league. So, uh, if he's doing well there, I, uh, we'll see how it translates, but hopefully it's oh, okay. a, but I mean, you yeah, know, it's al- it's always good to see good players come
1: into the league. Just another just Japanese playing. legend, Shigatoshi Hashigawa right here.
0: <laughs> yeah, there he is. Yeah. So. The one, the one difference between you know most of those players, you know, Otani is the one that's a, comparable in age, but most of the players, like even Itro and Matsui, who came over from the league, came over in the early 30s. He's 27. Yeah. The problem is, he's also looking. Uh, reportedly, he's also looking for five years, 60 mil. So Dan, I'll ask you this question. is that something is that a risky signing or is he more of a project that you believe will turn out?
3: <clears throat> Every signing is risk. Every signing is, is based off of what someone did. You're not gonna know how his, his kids gonna translate to American baseball. Um, but I will say, In the nine years he's been in Japan in his career, he's got uh, a 310 batting average. He's hitting 190 home runs. Uh, He's got over a thousand hits in nine years. He's a three, apparently, a three position athlete, you know, second short and third short and right. So I'm not sure what the position is he's going to be looking to play. When he comes over, obviously it'll more likely depend on who he signs with ultimately and where their team needs are.
1: That's such a bizarre uh, combination of positions to play. So a shortstop, catcher, and he's a hot dog vendor on <laughs> Saturday. <laughs> it's
3: like, I mean, right. Kid plays, they play plays.
1: Bills, man. Living in America. Uh,
3: but in- I mean every every signing is risk. You don't know. The kid could come over and blow a knee out rounding first in his very first ball game. He can come over and play 15 years in Major League Baseball and have a Hall of Fame career. Or he could be one of the next guys that just kind of is here, is a body for a couple of years, and when his contract's over, he bounces around a little and fades away.
0: Yeah, which we should also say we sincerely hope that he does not blow out his knee. Let's just put that out there.
3: But,
1: hey, speak for that is we, want good, we want good juju. Out of yeah. the just
3: I don't hope the kid. I, I hope the kid doesn't get hurt. I want to see, you know, I I want to see everybody play at their top, you know, top level as possible. Dan uh, wants to out. see
0: a knee explode. <laughs> I
1: hope out. he rolls his ankle and he's <laughs> never listening. I hope he gets a really
3: bad splinter. You're
0: put. You're putting out <laughs> some bad vibes, Dan. All right? So, Dan, that's put a real yeah. here.
3: Dan is not. not you are interpreting. Incorrectly what I'm trying to say. All right, Nonetheless, so, so, um, no do I think he's no. worth the risk? I mean, he's got great offensive statistics, you know, from Japan. Yeah. And from what I read on him and what I've seen, everything says the kid's going to be able to make the transition and play over, not the, you know. And I uh, – someone's going to take the chance. It's going to be so, obviously, it's going to be a big market team or at least a, ch- a lot so of payroll.
0: Make a, let's make a quick prediction so we can uh, round first and hit second. Uh, which team do you think sent him or which team should slash? I kill? have
3: to, I didn't look to see what of the top, the 10, 12 teams are that have con- that have met with him.
0: So, so I can uh, list that pretty quick. It's a. The Yankees, the Mariners, Red Sox, Dodgers, Rays, Padres, Blue Jays, Giants. Cool,
1: cool, cool. I love that the, club, the Cubs aren't even trying.
3: I'm yeah, right either. The White, I'm either cool. the White Sox. I, I'm uh, I, don't, I don't know. I, I, I feel like the Yankees have a huge payroll, but I feel like they have so much up in the air as far as outfields go with position players. You know, you've got glaver short. Right now you've got uh what the hell is his name at third base? Uh I can't I'm drawing a mental blank here. Anduhar. Yeah, Miguel Anduhar or with the other kid from Dio. Yeah, there you go. Um so I don't know that fits. Boston, you know, they they traded Renfro. I don't know who else they have out in the outfield besides Verdugo, then they – I thought they I saw they didn't brought back Jackie Bradley. Uh, yeah. You know, he could – He should have never left. You know, they got – obviously, they don't need him on the infield as far as second and, or short and third, because they've got Devers and uh, Bogarts. So, I mean, unless you're going to put him in the outfield, I don't know that Boston's the best fit for him. I wouldn't be surprised to see him go to Seattle – uh, you know, or uh, but there's again, he might not want to sign with Seattle due to the Ichiro comparison. He might have that thing of you know, I'm not going to be able, I don't want to live up to because no matter where if he goes to Seattle, anybody that goes there from Japan is going to have that immediate comparison, right? So I could yeah. see him going to Seattle though because they they probably have a big enough payroll to sign him. Um, so, there's a couple I,
1: things that we have to remember about uh, about Asian people. And this isn't a generic let's thing. It's not. Don't, let's don't not. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. That's let's what I mean. not. I'm just saying they're very uh, respectful. So, Dan, to Dan's point, they're not. He, he wouldn't want to. It's more of like he wouldn't want to step on Ichiro's toes of being on the Mariners and less of like him being afraid to be in Ichiro's shadow type of deal.
0: No, yeah, the one thing is that other Japanese players have signed with the Mariners since Itro so it's not like yeah. it's unprecedented. It's not new, so it's right. It but he in plays the one- same position. I yes, but also they do have a right fielder in Mitch Haniger, so in theory he could play right. And he could you know possibly move over to the left or Mitch can move. Well if they're looking for a
3: third baseman, they they uh Seager's gone.
0: I know so the the one thing I would say about the Mariners, and that's kind of my guess, but the the one thing I would say is that if you had to choose between Chris Bryant and him, I would choose Chris Bryant because he can play the outfield and play third base and be at DH if you need him to. So but my guess, my best guess is that he will go he should I think he should go to Seattle. I think he will go to the Red Sox. It's my guess. All
1: right. I so think. I didn't actually make a guess. My official pick is that he's not going to sign this year and that he'll hold off till next year. And then I reserve the right to pick next year when he decides. So I'm not okay. right.
2: I think Ben's right. That he's gonna do a hot dog vendor
0: wherever he goes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right, so let's uh let's move on. We're Round First Dodgers, Base though. hit Dodgers. Dodgers. Yeah. Well they are signing like everyone, so that kinda yeah. helps. So let's uh move from first base and hit second base and let's talk about the universal DH. Now again, as Chicago uh Chicago guys, only one of us Has grown up with a DH on his favorite team. That then, because he's in the American, they're in the American League. The National League is potentially going to be getting a DH uh, as a part of this new collective (coughs) bargaining agreement. Now, when this was first reported, the league, the uh, the league proposed this, and the what the quote is that the players. We're on the same page. So, if this does become a part of the National League, uh, a designated hitter is a around the horn, yes or no, or, you know, yeah, yes or no, around the horn. Are you in favor of the National League picking up the universal DH? I'll start with Dallas. Are you? Yes or no? I don't want it. No. All right, Dan. What do you think? Yes. Yes, Ben.
1: Yeah, because watching pitchers hit isn't fun.
0: Okay, so we have we do have two things, and my opinion is yes, but that's a very soft yes. Uh, I believe that could be down the road, but let's uh, let's see. We have two opinions on this, and that is kind of the overall picture of American baseball fans. They're very split on this issue. So, Dan, Ben, why don't you guys uh, make some points, make, some, make, some, uh, ke- uh, make a case for why the NL should pick up the Universal DH. All
1: right, I'll just finish off what I was saying earlier. Uh, I don't want to see hitters pitch, or I'm sorry, pitchers hit. Um, it's cute when they get a hit or when they do something well, but... Otherwise, watching them just stand there with the bat on their shoulder. Just three, to strike three out? Pitches, yeah. It's like, what are we doing? You can still play small ball in the American League if you really uh-huh. cared. Rays did it back in the day. You know, we didn't have guys hitting 60 home runs, but you still made the World Series because you still played baseball a certain way. That's totally feasible. And that's totally doable. Uh, <clears throat> you have to have a manager with a desire to do so. So that's important. But I believe – the fact that you could get another guy, another uh, another guy, to just come in and hit bombs for you, you're going to extend the career of somebody a decent amount. Or even if you know, it gives you a roster flexibility spot where you can stick a guy like, uh, let's say, in in this example, you know, Suzuki goes to the Mariners, so they want to stick him in right field. Bam, Hanniger gets to slide over DH. If you want to stick, if he plays for the Giants, let's so say he goes in the National League and the Giants pick up the DL, or, you know, the DH. Let's say Yastrzemski's out and right, he wants a day off, Bam, he gets the DH, he sticks Suzuki out in right field. It gives you flexibility, roster flexibility. You don't have to worry about so much strategy pitch-wise, like, oh, my pitch is coming up second next inning. Do I need to get somebody up in the bullpen? Da-da-da-da. I think it kind of eases that transition a little bit to make it less demanding on uh, on managers in that regard. Especially on Cardinals. Um, but, yeah, so I would I would say it makes a lot of sense. Get more runs. Get more people that can hit home runs because fans mm-hmm. like home runs. And so you're just going to, you know,
3: the Cubs that could can still have power. I lead. Lead. Hey, ben is completely right on everything he has to say. It's It expands your oh, roster. Nice. It opens up so much more room of flexibility. You can carry an extra infielder, an extra outfielder. Uh, it allows you to give guys – that don't have a day off, a day off, or allows you to take pressure off their leg and their body by just hitting and not having to play the field, Uh, especially like catchers. Uh, You know, it's a very, you know, their position alone is very physically demanding. Um, And it just holds up so much more. And he's right, I'm tired of watching pitchers walk up to the plate and just stand there with a bat or take a half swing at the pitch that they have no and actually swinging at. You know, there's a handful of guys in Major League Baseball where the pitcher can actually put a bat on the ball successfully. And they attempt to go up there and do it every at bat. And it's annoying to watch guys just walk up there and they know they're going to strike out. So you got a pitcher who's going to just throw three fastballs down the pipe because he knows his counterpart is going to stand there and look at him. You can still play small ball in the American League. You have Ben's right. You have to have a manager with the mindset. You have to have the right players with the mindset and skill set to do it. But you can still do it. There's no reason you cannot play small ball, bunt guys over, steal bases, and any team. And I 100% am for switching to a universal DH. Because you're also going to expend the life of pitchers. You know, you're going to extend the life of a lot of players because pitchers don't have to bat. They don't have to then run the bases because they don't do that on a regular basis. How many times do you see guys hurt? Just trying to run to the you know, run from home to first because they don't do it and they get Mark Pryor, you know,
1: smashing into Marcus Giles at second base,
3: right? Like it's in concept, it doesn't happen that often, but it's still something that happens that it's worth eliminating from the game. If the game's going to evolve and the game's going to change like baseball should, uh, you need to go to Universal DH, so it and Universal studios.
0: And Dallas, what what is your uh, belief about this? You said no. Why do you think they should not adopt the universal DH?
2: Well, if somebody gets hurt running to first base, like they shouldn't be a professional athlete. So stretch <laughs> before so the game. Unfair. Do your calisthenics. That's so unfair! Don't be, don't be an idiot.
3: So that's stretch. so. like what?
2: Um, so
3: you can't help the way you like run if you happen to just plant wrong and roll an ankle you can
2: 100% reduce the risk of pulling a hamstring if you warmed up and stretched anyway. so Why make a pitcher do it? But you can make, all right. So you can make the same argument for everybody. Why does anybody play the field? then? let's just have a team that's consistent of batters. And then a team that's considered then like the other half is fielders. that's that's what I'm getting at. Like base, like you're a baseball player. You should be able to swing the bat and hit the ball too. So yeah, I agree that pitchers have sucked traditionally, but like, why like you're just letting them be complacent then not because like nobody's expecting them to hit so like pick up the bat like practice like you're a baseball player like you don't have a first baseman that only does defense all right like nobody else on, like nobody else on the field is expected to just like do one part of their job like so and i i just i guess it's baseball purism like the dh was only picked up Forty-ish years ago, so I like they were playing baseball before that. Like they should still be doing it now. And that's my thing. And like, and you can't deny the fact that when a pitcher comes up and actually rock the heck out of a baseball, like it's not exciting, and the
3: crowd I'm just berserk. So, i.e., Michael Lorenzen. I just think Jared it's um, <laughs> yeah, it's a, right, an important part. I don't, I
2: don't know. like. I, I, I understand. I understand like giving, you know, partial days to players. And I also like understand, uh, I really, I really think it's just about, I really think it's just about trying to draw in a bigger crowd. And I understand that too. Nobody wants to see like you guys were saying, you get frustrated with watching a pitcher just do nothing. And you practically are considering it like an automatic out, but really like, it's just a part of their job. Like put them in the batting cage. Like, come on guys. Like, it's just, I don't know. Like true, they only bat like they only bat while they're pitching, so it's not like they're getting a lot of reps in, but it's they're still baseball players. They've been playing all their lives. Like I think that you know, it should just be a part of the game.
0: Yeah, it's uh and just so you guys know, I'm kinda in the middle on this and I kind of get my position from reporter Jason Stark. And he's a reporter for the athletic and his position, which I almost fully agree with. And I think it's a really good idea is that his idea is that there should be a DH to start the game. But whenever your starting pitcher comes out of the game, you lose the DH. So that incentivizes starters to pitch longer it incentivizes uh, teams to well, still has a lot of strategy behind it, and then those uh, those pinch hitters that usually thrive in those situations can still thrive in late innings. So it's not going to be a huge thing, but I do believe starting pitching with how much starting <clears throat> pitching has the demand. It's been reduced down to like four or five innings of great pitching. I think it's crazy. What? Yeah, I mean it's no, it's it's, it it is crazy because you know again you know I say it's old man when we grew up in our day in our
1: day yeah
0: in our day pitching a complete game was doable. And now yeah, it wasn't
1: like. It wasn't something that ESPN like ran across the bottom ticker or, or cared about. You know, it was just, it was expected. It was something that, that you did. You like, like we talked about earlier, when we talked about Burley and, uh, or not Burley, Lester. If you can get a guy that's consistently going to go out there give you nine innings, or, you know, obviously, if you can get a guy that can go on out there and give you nine innings, yeah. you got basically Cy Young or Bob Gibson on your hands, those guys who just said, yeah, the relievers can take a day off. I got this one. But I just I, – I mean, I wish there's a lot of stuff that would change. Like, we would go back to that style of baseball because I liked it. I didn't – I don't really like situational lefty pitchers who just taking up a roster spot to get one guy out one game. You know what I mean? I want a guy – I want a starter that's going to pitch a lot of innings, and I like a bullpen that's active and and stuff like that. But, I mean, I don't hate that idea. Um, I need some time to think about it because that's the first I've ever heard of it, Jake his years on uh, jason starks um yeah,
0: well, it's, but, it's yeah. not my idea but yeah no, his, but, i remember mean, what you idea. said
1: and what jason stark said yeah yeah but i would i would yeah. just need some time to kind of digest that maybe check back with me next week <laughs> i can talk i don't it.
0: hate it but i hate it yeah thanks for get that. rid of all of it. that's, that's <laughs> good
1: no just, ch- and, just uh, check back with me check all right
0: <laughs> yeah i mean uh Sounds. I mean, we definitely won't have a CBA agreement, so I'll check back in with you. We have time. There
1: we go. We have plenty, plenty
0: of time to discuss. So, last question: When it comes to the universal DH, is most likely it will be it will be happening this year, whether we're in favor of it or not. And I get both sides. Yeah. I yeah, I get both sides. But I will say this: the question is. When it does happen, what better of a story? Is there a better story in baseball than Albert Pujols going back to the Cardinals to play one last year with Yari Molina and Adam Wainwright? Who else is – even as a Cubs fan, I'm in favor of that.
1: I'm in favor of that because I think Pujols is trash. And watching him get out, watching – dude, he's like – he's maybe 55 years old. I don't even know if he knows how old he is. But the fact that you get to watch him struggle as a Cubs fan and on a Cardinals team, that's great. That's, that's great. great. Dude, his war is probably going to be negative again, which means it means they're losing games because he's on the field, which is awesome. So he, if he could sign for the Cardinals, the Pirates, the Brewers, and the Reds, he just, signed, he just gets to play whenever he wants on all those teams. Just let him lose. <laughs>
2: Just float. float I mean,
1: he's great, obviously, and he's probably like a top twenty player ever. But whatever, yeah. he's like 50. that would be cool. Well, I agree. That would be that would be a fun story.
0: Well, knowing that this is going to be Yadier Molina and Adam Wainwright's last year on the Cardinals, having Pujols be there with them, I think, would be very fitting because they all grew, like kind of came up together. And they're all good friends. I think it'd be a good story for baseball. And you have to think, a lot of people are going to be very upset with the league this year and with players. If the Cardinals sign them, that's at least one good story you can, you know, watch every single day if you want to. And whenever yeah, they come point. to your, whenever they come to your city, there's going to be tons of jerseys uh, swapped. A bunch of autograph sessions and stuff. So I think it's at least one good piece. So maybe, you know, maybe get some collusion going with the league and the PA to get one good story going. So uh, let's round second base and hit third. And let's go to Dan's uh, topic for the week. And that's a breakdown. We're going to take a peek at the NLS this week. So Dan, I'll let you take it. I'm going to go with
1: <laughs> <coughs> um, the Diamondbacks being bad because, unfortunately, Diamondback, ooh, we, the Diamondbacks are always bad, it seems like, lately. Um, you have to imagine the Dodgers are going to win the division. I think the Giants were a massive fluke. I don't think the Giants are actually good. So I don't think the Giants are going to be that good again next year. Um And I think the Dodgers are probably going to win that division by 10 games. Padres will be okay. I think the Padres are a lot of hype, too, until Tatis figures it out. And, you know, he uh, stops making errors every other play. Um, I don't think he's going to reach his full potential as good as he can be. It looks like they were moving Hosmer. They're trying to move Hosmer. They don't know. You know, Machado's got a big contract. He's great still, but for how long? I think the Padres' window is closing. I think the Dodgers are still the Dodgers, and I think them getting uh, Bellinger back on the cheap, on a relatively cheap contract, because he did have a bad year last year, means he's gonna probably have another spike year and 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 be really good. So I think the fact that you can't count anybody out, you can't count the Dodgers out ever. Um, they always, like you said, they're always gonna sign somebody, and then I think the Giants are gonna take a step back. Diamondbacks are always bad. Rockies are always bad, and I think the Padres are going to be the Padres. But that's kind of where we're at. But I I think it has to be the the Dodgers division.
3: I agree. Uh, It's a Dodgers division. Uh, There's a lot of free agents and stuff coming out of the West. We got guys like uh, Chris Bryant, who just finished with the Giants, who I think, honestly, in my opinion, I think he's going to go back to San Francisco. I think it's probably one of the best fits for him uh <clears throat> the Dodgers alone. You just lost Corey Seeger. You are have a giant question mark in Clayton Kershaw. Your back end, Kenley Jansen, do you bring him back? Is he too old? Do you move on? You know, they have guys that are in the bullpen that they could take over the position. Guys like Luis Rias. Uh, I'm sorry, Julio Rias. Um Bruce all Uh you know the Giants, the Dodgers I'm sorry, have Guys and questions as well. Uh, Rockies are just bad right now. Yes. Uh, Trevor Story is a giant question there. We're uh, gonna lose
1: him. He's gone, right? right I, I yeah, can't imagine him. What I'm saying,
3: to go I don't think there. he's coming back. So that's a your question is you know are you, are you gonna try to make a run at him or do you, are you you know to try to bring him back? I mean, I just don't know why they didn't trade him last
1: year what was the sense in, in holding yeah. on to him? what were they what were it, they gaining
0: it was it, it was a bad move keep them oh, that's terrible. all it was it was bad that's all so but no I do agree with you guys I do think the Dodgers come away with it I mean they were so close last year and the Giants had a in a, a historical year and the Dodgers were still super close so you gotta think the Dodgers are able to make some moves Make some signings You know again, the, I know they lost Scherzer They lost Kershaw They lost Seager And those are three big pieces But you gotta also think They're gonna sign maybe one person Before or and one person after the Lockout and then they'll trade For someone at the deadline So I think they're going to I mean I they know, can make they... a
3: big run At uh, Trevor Story alone you need, you got a hole at shortstop now. I sure. think the
1: Dodgers are one of those teams where you they know, have, or, they probably have some dude coming up who's going to
3: be- Well, I mean, they, they hit, they signed, they, and they traded, they signed uh, Trey Turner. So are yeah. you moving him back over to short and you're going to ride out with Gavin Lux, you know, at second, which I think is a great fit for two, two of them. Do I don't think he's, I, that. I like I Gavin think- Lux.
0: I think you have to give that a shot. You have to at least give Gavin Lux at least half the year to see if he can produce something. You've
3: given him some time already. Uh, He played a lot in 2020. Granted, I know it was a half a season. I get that, or quarter season, whatever the hell was. Uh, But I think that's the way they're going to have to move. They're going to move Trey Turner back to short, and they're going to give Lux back his spot at second because he kind of lost it when they brought Trey Turner in. Um, But nonetheless, uh, the Padres are going to be good. They're going to be – I think they're going to be really good. They have an outstanding pitching staff uh, that I think, honestly, uh, besides the mess with the fact that they have DeGrom and Scherzer, I think is probably top three, top five in baseball in the Dodgers – in the Padres uh, staff – You've got a team that is going right now is built to continue to play and compete. Will Myers, obviously Fernando Tatis, Um, they just they have so many guys. You still have Hosmer. Granted, I think he's uh, up for free agency shortly here. If he's not up now, Um, I think it's not as a guaranteed clean cut as the Dodgers taking the division but I think the Padres are definitely going to be in contention, pushing on the Dodgers.
0: Yeah, the one thing I would say about the Padres is that they they were expected to do that last year, and they imploded. Granted, they did fire the head coach, Um, they did hire the manager from the A's, which his name slipped in my mind, but um
1: Bud black Bud. Yeah. A Bud yeah black
0: yeah so they did they do have a new manager and obviously his history with a's taking a team with you know arguably or objectively less talent and finding a way to have them in the race which is insane so having him i just i just i don't i'll believe it when i see it i'll be I'll be very happy to be proven wrong if Tatis can put a full healthy year and that's something else for their starting pitching. They were so injured last year. If, yes. if, you, if you can prove to me that you're healthy, then yes, I believe the Padres have a an outside chance. But if they're even slightly banged up, either starting pitching or some of their stars, Dodgers take it to me. I think the Giants, I think Gabe Kapler, I think uh, their entire coaching staff is very good. So I think the Giants will still be in it. So I think it's Padres really they're third place until you prove me wrong. And everyone else, I mean, Diamondbacks and the Rockies, they're uh, – no offense to all of our fans, but uh, they're very hard to watch. And uh, so I think it's Dodgers, Giants, Padres. If the Padres, again, if they prove me wrong, I'll be very happy to see it. But I'll believe it when I see it.
1: Dude, this is this is uh, bulletin board material. They're going to hang this in their locker room all year. Jake oh, yeah. from the Family Basis podcast. Talk 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 mess.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they're uh, they're catching in. I'm sure I'm gonna be the voice that's gonna make them yeah, go crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just I, the Dodgers are too talented to slide back too far. Yeah, they're very worst. They're a wild card team, like they were last year, and they beat the Giants pretty easily in the playoffs. Not easily, but they beat them. In the playoffs So I still gotta give it to him. Everyone else I I think it's really easy I think it's Diamondbacks and Rockies Are fine for the worst You know Record in baseball And that bodes well For everyone else
1: Yeah Easy to beat up on If If you got You know Easy wins on your schedule You gotta take them right I mean the Cubs don't complain When we get to play the Pirates So Or the Reds You know Socks don't get yeah. to complain when they play the Tigers. Who well, I think are going to be good. And, and yeah. we'll get to that in a couple
0: weeks. But hobby maybe. Javi. I mean, the Tigers, we'll get to the AL Central later. I think the Tigers are going to be pretty good. So let's not save them anymore. same Maybe the Guardians, but we'll see. Uh, but... Anyway, so if, uh, Dan, do you have any more questions for us about the NL West?
3: Questions about the West? No. Um, Who's got the best uniform in the West? That's the Dodgers, baby.
0: Oh, no way. I I love the – I know it's bad. I love the Padres gray with brown and gold stripes on the Y, but I love that Padres
3: uniform. Mm. That would be – Highly incorrect, but I mean, your I that's
1: amazing. It's, an,
3: it's subjective, bro. No,
1: nah, you're wrong. Anyway, the uh, <laughs> Diamondbacks jerseys are incredible. Yeah, and, and any version, whether they throw back to their 90s ones, great. The only one that's good. One, great. The ones that and were, they were back, actually they, the like bubble pants that they wore or whatever. Wore. No,
0: no, the Diamondbacks, they say are had a city, a jersey, their city jersey was great. Oh, I, I love was, that one. The,
1: uh, Serp- Serpientes. Serpientes.
0: There we go. Yeah. Oh. But yeah. So uh, um, all again, poop. all poop. We can uh, we can even talk about jerseys uh, in the next couple episodes. We'll talk about that. So let's uh, hit hump plate as we finish rounding the bases. And let's take our Chicago takes of the week because again we're four cousins from Chicago, and we'll start off with Dan. What is your Chicago team sports take of the week?
3: Uh, Hawks looking be- better. Hopefully, in the second half here, they're gonna start to pick it up. They lost today. They had a matinee against the inaugural season of the Seattle Kraken. They uh.
1: you're not talking about
3: the atlanta hawks yeah yeah the atlanta hawks we're talking about chicago sports i'm gonna talk about the atlanta hawks uh but no coming into today they had won four in a row they were looking for fifth win in a row to get back to 500 at 18 and 18 they fell short uh i was able to listen to the game on my phone while i was finishing up work today um they sounded pretty good sounded like the first they came out a little flat in the first uh and turned it on, and then uh, Seattle came back into it, tied it up, forced overtime, went to a shootout, and uh, it was a tough loss. Theo Fleury, Marc-Andre Fleury, I'm sorry, played probably one of the best games I've seen him play all season, Uh, even including the shutout they just had the other day. uh, He absolutely was – Made saves today that uh, consistently he made a save that was better than the save he made prior. I think he made three or four saves that you could look at as his save of the year so far. Uh, in today's game alone, the dude just absolutely stood on his head, uh, and it sucked to see him come away with uh, one point and not a win. So, but it's good to see the Hawks kind of turning it around. Hopefully, here in the second half, we'll see. Yeah. And, Ben, what is your take the week?
1: Uh, it's going to be about the Bears. Who are the Bears going to hire as their head coach? Devil uh, from the Bills had a great showing. That's, you know, the direction that they ended up going with. He he put up quite the display. Um, but, again, it, it's just so hard. because You you look at that guy and you're like, oh, that'll work out, right? You look at what the, the Bills do and you're like, oh, that'll be fine but then you realize we don't have Josh Allen, we don't have Stefan things. We don't have their team. So it's like, what are we really doing? You know, I just, it's, it's such a, I want the bears to be good, but until they start making wholesale changes from the very top, I don't think it's going to happen. So we'll just ride it out and hope for the best, whoever they hire, you know, you end up hoping get something out of fields and makes that pick worthwhile. Cause we'll get our first round pick back next year. Um, and so that'll help as long as we have a GM who is, you know, competent and can make a good pick.
0: Yeah. yeah. It should be uh, pretty interesting to see how that turns out. Mm-hmm. And else what is your take of the week? I'm excited. We're in hockey season now.
2: I don't know. I'm done watching football.
1: Because the Bears are out, or just in general? Yeah, because the Bears are out.
3: Yeah. You don't really watch any playoffs?
1: Yeah, at least I'm
2: new. Oh, yeah, I watched uh,
3: three minutes of the Cowboys yesterday. Oh. I I mean, I pay less. I'll I'll admit, I pay less attention to football as the postseason – comes around the corner due to the fact that the Bears aren't in it. Um, but yeah, I still your fantasy watch. record shows that I you still, don't pay much
1: attention to football still, either.
3: So. <laughs> yeah, I still watch uh, when I can um, just because it's still football. I like watching. Plus, right now, it's the only thing I'm Outside of hockey and basketball, which uh, Bulls are the playing, It's the only thing game. outside, of, other than outside the of two yeah, old <laughs> entirely other sports, all the other, all the other, other television
1: States. that's on States. on a day, States. and, uh, stateside. No, hey, but, can we all know. um
2: take a quick moment just to acknowledge mm-hmm. the fact that curling is going to be on TV in a couple weeks? Oh my gosh, Olympics! Yeah,
1: they're
0: coming up, baby. No, we're not acknowledging that. That amazing.
2: It. It's the bags. Or... Jake, I don't know what you're all sleeping right. on. Don't don't sleep Just, on curling,
0: Jake. Don't, don't I on. I will sleep through it. It is wow. so it's so bad. That's the uh, level End of disrespect. The congrats, congrats the, to them if they make it there. But I am not watching. That's all. Uh, you need to step your so. curling game up. <laughs> It's sad that you have a curling game.
2: It's beautiful uh, thing. That that's it. a weird way. It's weird way.
0: weird way to say amazing. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so we'll, uh, we'll go to me on my take of the week, which you know that could be my take is that curling horrible. but uh, my take of the week is actually on the team we have not talked about yet, but actually is my second favorite Chicago sports team. You guys can see my sweatshirt right now see chicago reds are the uh women's soccer league uh a great year year last year they made it to the championship on pretty much a depleted roster and uh for anyone who knows anything about me the the, uh women's soccer is is again the probably the sport i watch the second most in this house and the Chicago Red Stars have four players going to the national team training camp in uh, in this month. And they also just re-signed Yuki Nagasato uh, back to the club after playing a couple years in uh she played in Louisville and elsewhere. But now they are re- retooling their uh, team. I'm very happy to see them getting some, some praise and hopefully you're going to see that. Them a lot more on national TV this year. Yeah. So, again, Chicago Red Stars, if you guys don't know about them, look them up and uh, you guys will have some fun if you guys like some soccer. So, I hey, really,
1: realistically, the only time I watch soccer is during World Cup.
0: I mean, I get that, but I would say the, uh, the NWSL. Is uh, is getting a lot better. They have a lot of international talent, and they have a lot of the U.S. women's uh, national team playing in their in their own league. So it's uh it's great. It, they're great games every single week. Um, you know, it's fun. Uh, the one thing is they have a lot of uh, turmoil going on within the league. But anyway, so that's something for another day. So again, this will wrap up. Uh, the on a family based podcast. My name is Jake. I'm Dallas.
1: I'm Ben. I mean, good I'm Ben. Going in a pattern, I mean,
0: but Either way, whatever. Works. Everyone, everyone screen so is different. I don't
1: know. I don't. I don't know if that's true, but. But
0: yeah, but again, this will wrap up the third episode of on a family basis. And we will be back next week. Dan will not be here. So it might go off the rails. You guys will have to check and see. I'm not sure. I'm
3: the one that keeps us on
0: the rail here. but.
1: Again,
0: thank you guys for joining. And we will see you guys this time next week. Gang, gang. Bye. Bye.